0: Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Lou.
1: Hello, hello, beautiful
0: souls. How are you doing?
1: Are you feeling all the spring joy, all the blooming flowers around us? Feel the hope, feel the confidence, and bloom where you are planted. I'm so excited to invite my guest today, Virginia, who is a copywriter, a business coach who specializes in crafting highly persuasive and influential content that attracts clients on autopilot. She writes content for six and seven figure coaches as a done for you service and teaches her methods inside her program called content that sells, right? Don't we all want to make more sales, but nobody wants to be salesy. So, from the mindset level, we got to shift our mindset and come from a place of service. We are serving our clients and we are serving with a heart, but we got to learn the tools to create content that converts. So, hope you enjoy our conversation. Hi, Virginia. Thank you so much for being on the show. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so for our listeners who never worked with a copywriter, can you go back to the basics and talk about what is a copywriter?
0: Yeah, so um, copywriting pretty much is the fancy term for writing any text that's supposed to sell something. So anything you read on a website, anything you read on an email newsletter is really just copy. It's designed to persuade, to influence, to um, show an alternative point of view that maybe you haven't thought about that way. And in the end, it's the goal is for the reader to take action. And copywriting has been around for a really, really long time. Um, there used to be really long sales letters that were mailed to people um, by snail mail, not talking email, I mean like on paper and in print. Yeah, they've been around pretty much since the dawn of the typewriter. Yeah, that's how people have been selling. And there have been lots and lots of different techniques and strategies refined over decades um, that We can rely on today when we build our online businesses as well. Mm
1: -hmm. And you talked about snail mail. What other types of outreach do you consider organic reach?
0: Organic is well. It really depends which which channels you're you want to focus on. So, assuming that a lot of your listeners are probably in like online business, so anything you do from like LinkedIn posts, Facebook posts, Instagram posts, captions, um, even the things you put on YouTube, for example, you will write that first and that basically becomes your copy. You have email marketing, of course, um, but also, yeah, it's really relevant. Even when you write DMs, um, you can rely on a certain script for your copy and you want to say certain things or or follow certain strategies simply to help the other side see the world more from your perspective and help them take an action that pretty much improves their life. So what's the
1: easiest way to
0: attract clients as an
1: online business owner or service provider?
0: I would say that's definitely Instagram and Facebook right now. But regardless of which channel you do choose in the end, the easiest way is to put out authoritative content. And by that, I don't just mean dropping a ton of value because let's say you're a fitness coach, you can drop recipes and workouts like forever, and that's still not going to get you clients. People read your content because they get some form of value. You from it. People are like little value vampires. I like to say, (laughs) they 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 consume content to either be entertained. That's a valuable thing. Um, That's why there's cat memes, uh, cat cat videos, and and memes and stuff. That to be entertained. But from a coach, in order to promote your program and actually sell it and attract clients, make people want to work with you rather than just leave a comment like, "Oh, you're so inspirational." You need to focus on challenging how they see the world. And a lot of the times your clients, they are looking for help, they just don't know it yet, or they are looking for help, they know it, but they're too scared to make an investment or they have certain limiting beliefs that hold them back. And your content really needs to challenge those limiting beliefs and those mindsets and all the things that hold your your potential client back from actually taking the leap of faith and investing in themselves and making that commitment to actually improve their life. And that is the real goal of your content. Your content doesn't, can't just be valuable. You can't just post a ton of recipes because that gets a lot of likes. You really want to challenge their beliefs and reframe how they see the world so that they bring up the courage to work with you. So how
1: do you craft a message that makes people want to throw their credit cards at you?
0: Yes, that's actually, so I I have a really specific process um, that I also teach inside my course content that sells. And the way I go about it is number one, niching down. Everybody has heard that right um but i really force myself and my students and my one-on-one clients to really get to know their ideal client and in order to build a profitable business you want to have the perfect combination of perfect offer for the perfect client and the perfect message and if you don't have that combination and any one of these three is out of whack you're not going to grow your business as much as you want to or as much as you could or at all, And number one is to really understand what are the thoughts that are going through your ideal client's head. When they wake up, what do they think about? Do they think, hmm, I really want to unleash my inner goddess and I don't know, I want... <laughs> I want, to have, um, I want to have fun and colorful numbers in my business. No, they're not going to think that. They're going to wake up and be like, man, oh, I wish I could drop these last 10 pounds. Man, I wish I could run a marathon. But I've tried running so many times. It's just not for me. I'm not a runner. It's just not going to work. Or they're, they're going to wake up and think like, man, I really hate accounting and it takes forever. I wish this was just easy and off my plate. Right? So as soon as you know what you're, clients are actually thinking the actual words of how they describe their problem you can actually start addressing that with your offer you can craft something that's perfect but then you really need to finish that perfect message or to create that perfect message that addresses these thoughts and they need to feel like you're in their head and if they think man i just wish i could drop these last 15 pounds but i'm over 30 this like it's much harder now you can write a piece of content that says like if you're over 30, losing weight is a lot harder. And then you can actually say, okay, well, that's what they're thinking. It's always good to start out with something where you're somewhat agreeing with them. And then you can reframe their mind to like, well, it's only harder because you have a lot of commitments, your metabolism slows a little bit. But the point is, you're probably not watching your nutrition as much as you should be. And you're lacking accountability and life is too stressful and busy. And I can help you overcome that. So when you craft content, you always want to start out with something that your customer believes about themselves or about the world. And then from there, you can work your way through the first part, which is a little intrigue where you tease their curiosity and get them actually engaged and involved and committed to your post. And then the main part where you actually show them an alternative or better or different worldview that helps them see that they have this huge opportunity of actually reaching their goal if they just reach out to you and start talking to you. And then you always want to end with a call to action to actually Actually motivate them to take action and not just read them and be like, oh, that was good. Yeah, <laughs> keep scrolling. <laughs> so that's kind of how I approach it and how I teach it. So get into your student's brain, and then you can craft a message from there. And then, which format you you use, there's like lots of different types of formats that are time proven that work really well. And then I also teach a li- little system where you can pretty much multiply your content so that you don't bore your audience to death. Only if we're talking about one thing, so if you're a fitness coach or a running coach, there's only so much what you can talk about running until you run out of ideas. But with my multiplier system, I show you, well, here's how you could infuse it and turn it into a personal story. Or here, there are different ways you can frame things. And then that actually allows you to tell not just five or 10 different stories, but like hundreds. And that's also really crucial for me when I write content for my one-on-one clients, because I have like three or four clients in the entrepreneurship niche. I'm In entrepreneurship and sales niche, you need to be able to write a really, really large number of different content pieces because, of course, everything has to sound different and have a different message that's more aligned with what each coach is teaching. Thank
1: you. So crafting a highly persuasive and influential content from the structure that you gave us. We need a headline and we need to intrigue our audience and then have the body and finally the call to action action. Correct. And I remember you because I saved one of your posts where you gave an acronym called the PED boss, which is the perfect (laughs) list of what kind of content you can you can post to create that relevancy and the diversity, right? Can you talk about a little bit more about what
0: the PET boss is? Okay. I love acronyms because usually they help you remember things unless you have terrible mom brain like me. That's always a challenge. But PET boss it refers to exactly what I just said about diversifying your content so that you don't bore your audience. You don't want to have every post be how to run a marathon, how to lace your shoes, how to, how to get through the first five miles, how to write that, that gets boring. It's, it's like having a friend who can only ever talk about one thing and one thing only that they're super passionate about. Um, I used to live in California and I had multiple friends who were so crazy about food and they w- we're not able to talk about anything else than food and restaurants. (laughs) And I like food, but also, I have more than one interest, so you don't want to be that friend. Anyways, there are seven different kinds of stories that you could write about um, that I mentioned in, in this acronym, and that's the personal story. So giving it a personal twist instead of how to run, the per- how to survive the first five miles, you could be like, the one day I actually had the guts to run my first five miles or something like that. What my first five mile run taught me about stamina and endurance and my inner strength. Right, So you could give it a personal story spin. Then of course you have the educational content, which is your typical like how to or like a listicle post where you actually teach something where the goal is simply to teach them something that they can take and run with and apply to their business right now. T for pet boss. So T is testimonials or case studies. And the testimonials would be something like, this is how my student Anna um, attracted 14 clients in the last 12 days without an email list and without any fancy funnel or marketing tactics, simply just using content and selling confidently via DM and on sales calls. Um, So writing a testimonial or a case study about something you achieved, your student achieved. Then the next one, beliefs, how you see the world. That really refers to crafting something that shifts the mindset of your audience. For example, um, something, I really, really genuinely believe in is that you should be social on social media. And a lot of people just automate, automated it and send like the same, hey girl message to everybody else. And I don't think that's the right way to go. And I also believe that way too many people overcomplicate things. So these are all beliefs that I talk about in my stories or in posts. And you want to change their mind because a lot of people think writing, hey girl, do you want to join my free Facebook group or my challenge? is the way to go. And you have to sort of get into their head, be like, okay, what do they believe? What do I believe? And how can I make it a smooth transition to show them that there's an alternative way to see the world? Pet, boss. Okay. Oh, objection handling. Oh my gosh. Most typical objection that Every single coach on this planet has to handle. One, I don't have money or people don't have money. And two, something like it's not the right time or I'm not ready. And people have money. There's no argument about it, especially in in the Western world. Like everybody has enough money to invest in themselves. The problem is that they don't make it a priority. But as long as someone owns an iPhone and a MacBook, you can't tell me that they don't have $1,500 or $2,000 to actually invest in themselves in their well-being, in their business. They simply didn't make it a priority. But you can't tell that people into their face, right? You can't be like, well, you spend it on an iPhone. Aren't you more important than an iPhone? That, that would be too blunt and they would just feel very confronted, and actually go into sort of a defensive mode. So how do you handle these objections? That is something that your content absolutely has to do. I would actually say two thirds of your content should focus more on beliefs and objections than on educational stuff. Because as long as they hold these objections, even if they don't tell you, um, and money or time is just one of the examples, they will never take action and they will never actually sign up on your wait list or actually commit to spending any kind of money on themselves. So objection handling is super, super crucial and important. And the better you know which objections your audience actually has to working with you or to changing your life, the more persuasive and powerful your content will actually be. Okay, number six, social proof. Social proof is really, really easy to gather any kind of screenshots from your students, success stories, anything with numbers works really, really well. Um, and if you're teaching something that's intense, tangible. You can also show things where someone had like a huge shift in like their life. Like maybe suddenly they feel empowered and they have clarity and they feel ready to take action or ready to leave an abusive relationship or these kinds of things. When when someone shares that with you, you can write posts about that as social proof. Um, I do always recommend though to ask your students if that's okay. If you share it either with their name or um, maybe like anonymize, but that's really, really powerful and then last but not least success stories you definitely want to share success stories that are all about the big transformation that you're selling every offer should focus on one core transformation not five that's really important because that waters down your message but like the big transformation and ideally you want to show a success story with someone who's super relatable to your audience so if you've never ran a marathon or if your audience has never run a marathon but They would really like to, but they think like, well, I'm a bit overweight and I've never run anything. I haven't even ran a 5K or something. Then you want to show someone like this is Sandy. Sandy used to be 15 pounds overweight. She was never a runner and she made it. She made it to a marathon and this is how she did it. And this is how we got her there together. These are super powerful posts. And I actually saw one code who was really interesting. And she actually had her welcome email sequence and linked that to a success story Instagram post and said, if you're ready to join, if you sign up for my webinar, leave me a hello, I'm in on this face on this Instagram post. And when you click on the post, it was a success story and it was super powerful. So that's, I think how you can diversify your content. You can write the same story of like, I've never run a marathon or how to survive the first five miles and spin it as a personal story, as an educational content, as a testimonial of someone. um, Beliefs, you think you can't run 5K. Well, let me tell you, this is how you need to see the world to actually do it. You can, when they say I will never run a 5K because you can spin it that way. So you can spin the same story in like a lot of different ways and that's how you multiply it content.
1: Wow, that was a lot of (laughs) very useful information. Thank you so much for your (laughs) wisdom. I know you are working for Boss Babe, and I think most of my listeners are probably fans of Boss Babe as well. So what kind of content do you create for Boss Babe?
0: So Boss Babe does create their own social media content, which is typically what I do for other coaches. At Boss Babe, I'm a contributor, so that means I actually write some of their blog posts um my most recent one was how to market any business with a dollar 0 ad budget and that was really popular got the most views the week it went live and i basically explained how to use instagram in particular to market any business organically so for coaches it would look like posting authoritative content which positions you as an expert reaching out to your ideal clients making sure they they notice you and see you and just by Following your content and seeing your content, they're already a little bit indoctrinated and they get used to seeing you every day on stories. And then you can take that to DMs. That works really well also for premium priced products, um, reaching out to the people who are most engaged with your content. If you go for for a lower priced item, I would say anything below $200, 500 you can also rely on things like influencer marketing. But in the end, you always want to have content that shows people the transformation of how good their life could be on the other side if they actually chose to buy into your vision. It's a really, really actionable post as well that you can you can check out.
1: <laughs> awesome. What is a favorite quote that you go by?
0: Messy action beats inaction. <laughs> mm. I think that's true for especially for entrepreneurs. Uh, this is actually my third business. In my first business, I often felt so overwhelmed that I really felt inertia and I was so scared of putting myself out there and I had to learn so much everything from scratch basically it really helped me to remember to remember that like messy action beats inaction if it's not perfect I used to struggle with perfectionism a lot because that's how I was raised it has to be perfect you have to have straight A's and in the end I realized okay well anything is better than nothing
1: oh absolutely so. <laughs> I always say I'm a recovering perfectionist and the the minute you decide that you are recovering perfectionist, no longer actually still a perfectionist, that part is out of you. Thank you so much for your wisdom. Um, Everybody, if you enjoyed this conversation, go say hello to Virginia on Instagram. She's at
0: Virginia on Insta. Yes, really simple. (laughs) I look forward to talking to people and seeing them around. Um, I'm really friendly. So come say hi. (laughs) <laughs> all right. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure.
1: To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Lou Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck,